Oh my God. Today I have Maddie Maple on with me to continue and I believe round out and finish up my Costa Rica retreat friends series. Maddie Maple is a confidence and business coach, podcast host, and motivational speaker. And today we are breaking down all sorts of things on festivals and Burning Man and confidence. So stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Maddie, thank you so much for being here today. I'm super excited to get into all of this. I know we just like laid it all out there before we started recording, but I'm super excited to share you with all of my listeners. So thanks for being here today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like so honored because Meredith is one of my favorite people. And yeah, I'm glad I get to be the last but not least of the Costa Rica friends. Guys, I I'll get into it, but like my life is a little bit crazy and wild. And Meredith has been like working with me with my scheduling. And I actually, I forgot to tell you, Meredith, I had a nightmare this morning that I woke up late for our podcast and that I didn't even get to be a part of your podcast at all. So So you're dreaming about me. (laughs) I was dreaming about you. And you can tell that subconsciously, I was really worried that I was not going to be on this podcast. So so cute. I love that. Grateful to be here. Well, and you have your own podcast before we get any further. And it's going to be in the show notes. But your podcast is called Breaking Butterfly. And I was actually on your podcast a few weeks, maybe a month at this point ago. And I got clients from it. Like people really loved us hanging out together, which I've also mentioned to you. I think that we should be doing stuff together because I think that you bring up the young kind of energy, but then I bring down the the different kind of wisdoms. I think we're such a great balancing partnership here. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so funny because I've said it a hundred times. I was like the old lady on campus at Costa Rica. But at the same time, I know I mentioned to you, if not one, 10 times, how much I love hanging out with 20 somethings because you guys are not judgy. You're open to everything. You're trying things out. There's no label that is wrong. There's no opportunity not to be taken. And this kind of feels like a great place to talk about your experience with Burning Man and festivals because you are a confidence coach. So like, how do you become a confidence coach and how do you become confident enough to teach other people to be confident? So what's, give me everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll give you everything. Um, But just to touch on what you said, yeah, I had Meredith on my podcast. I'm so grateful that so many of my girls came over into your space And I'm not surprised because that was like one of the podcast episodes that I got the most messages about Mm -hmm. of my girls being like, oh my God, we love Meredith. So we definitely have to do something Something. together. Something. So let me get into kind of like my story a little bit and introduce myself, talk about Burning Man. Yeah, I was just sharing with Meredith that I'm leaving tomorrow. Well, this will be a little bit weird timelines for when this comes out. But I'll actually just be getting home from Burning Man when when this launches. So I'll probably have lots more stories then because I just hear that. <laughs> I know we should have a follow-up. We definitely yeah. like a follow-up of Burning Man, a week in Burning Man. Totally. I yeah. I'm like, there are gonna be all the stories, I'm sure, because it sounds like it's gonna be 
just a crazy, crazy experience. But yeah, like I wanted to share a little bit about my festival experience just because festivals are becoming so popular now and so mainstream and they're like popping up all over the place. And when I started started going to festivals or started, you know, quote unquote raving, there's a little bit of like a weird connotation around like raving, I think like, oh, you go to raves, you just like go and do drugs. Festivals sound a little bit more classy. <laughs> but when I started raving, you know, I was like the only person in my hometown doing that. And I think everyone was kind of like, that's weird. And the person I was dating at the time, like my high school boyfriend, he literally said to me once, like, if you go to festivals, like if you go to a rave, like I'm breaking up with you. And, you know, my whole life. So I grew up in Utah. I grew up Mormon. I was a part of the LDS church until I was about, I mean, technically until I was like 21, because if I lived in my dad's house under his roof, it was his rules. Right. And so I still went to church for a long time, but I started kind of leaving the church when I was 18. But if you guys know anything about the Mormon church, to each their own. And I think there's good parts of every religion. And I like to be very careful when I like share about it because I don't want to make anyone feel wrong for what they believe in. And, you know, my family is still LDS, a lot of them, but they have some strict rules. Let's just say that. And they have some really weird rules. And I felt very, very sheltered and put in a box and judged for a really long time. Like, you know, even just having like a hot tea in the morning, like I'm drinking my tea, not even coffee. You can't drink tea when you're Mormon. And so, you know, you you can't drink tea. No, you can't drink tea. Why? What will happen to you? Then you can't go in the temple and like you wouldn't be able to get baptized. Can you drink cold tea? No. Can you drink? No. What what can you drink? So that's the weird thing is like you can't drink caffeinated drinks like coffee or tea, but you can drink soda, right? And soda has caffeine. So it's like this loophole they found. And the crazy thing is in Utah, they've created all of these stores or like these whatever places in Utah that are like soda bars kind of. And like there are all these different types of sodas and you can get all these different types of flavors in it. Just like you would go get like a vanilla coffee or a mocha coffee. Like it's like a coffee shop, but for soda. And these things are popping. Like the lines are so long and they're all over Utah because they can't drink like coffee. And so that's like, that's their vice is like they wake up and go get their diet Dr. Pepper with whatever. The freaking rules of humanity (laughs) and how humans... I mean, like, we're like, oh, I can't. I yeah. mean, I can't with it. The and then when I would ask, like, what, like, why can't I drink coffee? Because that's when I, like, in high school, me and my friend, we started, like, enjoying coffee. And I started listening to, like, rap music. And I, like, I just love rap music. But, like, you know, the language in it wasn't great, obviously. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. yeah, I just started kind of delving into some things that were really looked down on in the church. But then when I asked them why can't I drink coffee? It was like, you just can't. Um, Because they said so. (laughs) Because they said so. And you just needed to have faith. And I do believe in faith, but it just didn't feel right intuitively to me. So anyway, long story short, I felt very, very suppressed and judged. And like, I couldn't be my full self for a long time. I even remember like packing extra pairs of clothes in my car in case I had to go to like my boyfriend's house where like his dad was the bishop and I had to like change in my car. Oh, so like my stomach wasn't showing and like flip up my septum ring. And like, I just was always hiding who I was. Yeah. And so I really, really struggled with my confidence. Like there was a time, you know, within all of this that like, 
it got really, really dark for me. And because I just, I like, it's, it's a little deep dark, but we'll go there for a second. Like I hated myself so much. I almost couldn't bear to live. Like I didn't understand why I was living because I despised myself. And I just like, I, I didn't know about mindset or anything. So I just, I ran with this, this story and this theme of like, just how ugly I was and horrible I was and stupid I was and like all of the bad things that you could say about yourself. It was just like constant and it just like became too much to, to handle. So yeah, but then I, you know, I got out of high school, gradually kind of started figuring it out, figuring it out. You know, obviously I was just like, just struggling with who I was. Can I interrupt you for one second? Cause I think that it's yeah. really important for the listeners to understand that from what I'm hearing and getting from you is I live in this place where everything tells me that I'm the broken one. And the messaging is there's something inherently wrong with me. And if I could just wake up tomorrow morning and not want to be me and want to blend and want to not drink coffee yeah. and want to not have a, my belly showing, if I could just wake up that way, but unfortunately, every or fortunately for us, every mm-hmm. morning you consistently woke up as you and the world kept reminding you that you are wrong, wrong. broken, <laughs> flawed. And so if you have a child, I don't care if that child is one years old or 40 years old, mm-hmm. I want you to listen to the pain of what she's describing, and I know the pain that she is describing as almost a 50-year-old woman, of feeling like the world is constantly reminding you Mm -hmm. how fucked up you are and how you don't belong. And we see this profoundly in the LGBTQ plus community. We see this in marginalized communities where they wake up every morning feeling othered Mm-hmm. And this can happen to anyone, though, if they step outside of the norm of the environment that they wake up in. Mm-hmm. And so if you have one of these children who don't go with the flow, who, you know, want to color their hair purple or they don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, they want to be some other whatever religion or whatever, I want you to understand that making your child feel bad about who they are or your wife or your best friend or your partner, making them feel bad about something they can't help. And the thing that they can't help is waking up as themselves literally causes a person to not want to exist. Yeah. I want people to really fucking get that. And it happens way more than we think, right? Because we all put on like a really pretty face all the time. But I would say most people feel a little bit of that feeling of being the outsider. Like I'm sure almost everybody can resonate with that right now, even a little bit of just feeling like maybe you didn't always fit in. We don't always see it, right? I I was the cheerleader in junior high, high school, and like I had all the friends and boys liked me and I was cute. But yeah, inside I was I was dying. And it's so interesting. I'm having like a little breakthrough moment as you were speaking because yeah, if you guys are into personal development, like, you know, you know, usually 
the things that you go through, they'll sometimes come up again, but like in different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've actually been having that come up again a little bit in my reality, which like sometimes, you know, it's very vulnerable for me to share these things because I am a confidence coach. And to say I still struggle with my confidence, it can be a little bit like not controversial, but just like, oh, why would it? But remember, it's confidence 7.0, not 1.0. Yeah, You know exactly. what I mean? It's confidence 20.0 that you're oh, going yeah. through. You know what I mean? Like I still struggle <laughs> with faith, but it's like, it's a whole different level. It's a whole nother level of faith or whatever. So, I mean, I feel like we're never done with the laundry, you know, because it's never just the way it is. Yeah, we're never done. Yeah. We are never done. It's always coming up on a, on a different level and it's beautiful. And I, I love that experience. But yeah, just to be totally like transparent and vulnerable, I have been having this thing come up lately of like, you know, you kind of like compare yourself, especially in entrepreneurship. Like I'm watching all these other content creators or coaches and leaders. And I'm feeling like all of them have it figured out and they're all doing it right. And like, I'm doing it wrong. And I'm always trying to like, make sure I'm doing things right. In a sense, it's it's like, whatever. But you Just have to remember, this is, there's only one right way for you. That's exactly. their right way. Like I always say, you can find a better medium than me. I yeah. promise you that. But you're not going to get on the phone with someone that can give you your past life, tell you what your kids are doing, tell you why your husband and you are fighting and talk to your dead grandma. So no one's doing all of that. So I'm the best Meredith that I can be. Totally. And so I don't look at myself as being even the best medium or life coach or psychic Mm-mm. or any. I don't put myself in a box. The only box I am in is the Meredith box. That's it. Because totally. then there can't be a comparison. Exactly. And it's like consciously, I I know all of that. And that's why I'm like doing so much work on it to really, really integrate that and keep hammering that into my mind and my subconscious. But as you were speaking about just like the trauma of growing up Mormon, I realize I'm like realizing how much more it affected me than I think I originally thought because I know all those things consciously. But I think from growing up in that kind of environment, I mean, that it's it's kind of traumatic and like that does follow you. Yeah, it's just really interesting to like hear you say that. I'm like, wow, the Mormon church and what I experienced with that, it just, it's it's almost followed me a little bit. Yeah, but just um, remember, you know, like the body heals like an onion. So when I do the emotional release appointments, yeah, you know, someone will come up with like abandonment, abandonment, abandonment. It's like, geez, a whiz, when I release an emotion, it releases forever, but it'll still keep coming up. Why? Well, because when you have a situation of, let's say for you, low self-esteem or self-doubt, right? Mm-hmm. You keep paying attention to when you feel that way and attract more situations that make you feel that way. And those situations surround you. So the body and these issues grow like an onion layer of skin, and then they're released the same way backwards, right? Mm-hmm. And so as you release one, as you, like I said, that was self-esteem 1.0, and now we're on 20.0, it's because you're getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the buttons that people can push where you're like, fuck you, I don't care about what you think about my septum ring, but now maybe I do care about this and now I have to work through that a little bit more. Totally. 100%. And when you do have the tools to be able to peel back, Mm. you know, those onion layers, it becomes almost kind of fun and easy, right? I can easily talk about that problem in my life now because it's just like, oh, interesting. This is what's coming up. And like, I know how to work through it. And I have so many tools and all the things that I teach in my program. And I get to kind of, you know, take my own medicine and put my own work 
to the test, which I think is a huge part of mm-hmm. being a leader and being a coach. Like, it's so funny. If I'm doing a business program, I'll have struggles in my business right before I launch it. And then if I'm launching a confidence program, I'll struggle with my confidence right before it. Because how am I going to show up in front of these girls and teach them about confidence when I'm like, oh, I haven't worked on my confidence since I was 18. No, I'm working on it constantly. And I feel the universe gives me these little struggles and these things that come up so that I can fucking move through it like a boss and then show up on my sessions and say, Oh, I'm I'm right there with you, right? I am yeah. one in the same. I'm with you. I'm not above you. You know, maybe I've I have done this process. You know, I'm on 20.0, so I've done this process 20 times. You're on you're on number 1. And so I can lead them through it, but it's yeah, it's funny how that works, right? So you'll something will happen in your life. Yep. And then your client will come to you 2 weeks later and say the same thing happened. 1000%. You're, like, you're like, "I got you." I was telling Um, my daughter the same exact thing. I'm like, it knows no more. Like I will watch a video and a client will have an issue. I'll read a book. A client will have that issue. I will go through something. A client will have that issue. And I always look at it like God is giving me, the universe is giving me stuff. It's like a game. Yeah. So that I can like literally like, oh, I get that. I know that. I understand that. So when I talk to them too, and I think that's what makes a really good coach. Mm -hmm. and, And I know you'll attest to this is that you have done it. You are not speaking from this pulpit where you've just read about it. Your ass has gone through it. You know the struggle. And so when Mm -hmm. you do come to your people, you're meeting them. Mm -hmm. You're meeting them at, I see you, I get you, I understand you. And they feel like you're holding their hand versus like just here, yeah, you got this flicking them up the, you know, and so totally. huge. I think that's what makes a really good coach though, is that yeah. they've been through it. Yeah. that I was going to say, you know, I think that is why like I have had so much success and like my girls see so many results and they like love being in my programs and they come back over and over again is because like, I'm so relatable. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm just so relatable. I give you actual tangible tools because if the tool didn't work for me, I'm not going to give it to you. Well, different tools work for different people. So I'll, I'll share things that like worked with my clients and things like yeah. that. But like, if it's not tested, yeah, I'm not just giving you something I read out of a book, you know? 100%. Yeah. I like love being there with my clients. So you um, were, Let me say, so you were sick because I interrupted you hardcore. So you okay. were saying that you were in this Mormon life and yeah. then you were raving and then your boyfriend's like, you're out if you keep doing this and you're like, F you. And like, then Bye. you're, but like, and now I think that it's really fascinating that we're talking about this because they just had the Woodstock 99 Netflix mm-hmm. thing on there. So I'm sure there's an entire set of adults out there that just watch Woodstock 99 and are like, my kids are never going to a festival. They're never going to an all day concert. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that was an anomaly, that Woodstock 99 situation. Like clearly you can see where the ball was dropped, soup to nuts on that. So when you started doing this whole festival thing, how do you feel that that made you more confident, brought you out of your shell or whatever you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I think there can be a lot of like opinions about like the rave scene, the festival scene because of experiences like that. Or we even look at like Astro World. I would never let my child go to like a rap hip hop type of festival just because there's like some dark energies there, I think. Right. That being said, the EDM 
scene and festivals like Burning Man, Lightning in a Bottle, Envision, trying to think of some other ones that are very, very deeply rooted in like, it's also kind of like a yoga retreat and there's spiritual, you know, speakers there. And um, it's a very conscious community, right? So it's a different, would you say it's like, um, like, like a lighter energy? Because like, when you look at Woodstock 99, there were lots of different people there, but the music was very geared towards raging, anger, fuck the man, fight, you know, fight, whatever and and you saw that like you saw the anger that was being stirred up in these people because I don't like I want to be super clear about like it's not rap music necessarily versus like Burning Man hippie stuff because I don't want anyone to think that like we're being like well this is different kind of music do you think that it more so had to do with because like when I'm looking at Astro World it was profoundly obvious that there was some weird shit going on stage. Mm -hmm. So I think you could go to a rap festival. Yeah. What's his name? Yeezy did one that was like a church thing that like Skylar and then went to down in Florida. Totally different. Totally different. So maybe it's the vibe of the music, the energy and focus of the, so it's it's the intention. Yeah, the intention. It's, yeah, it's the intention of the consciousness. So rap music is actually my favorite genre. Right. And like I've been to Rolling Loud. My issue with it was the people that show up there, their intention is not to be expressive and let loose and move their bodies and connect with people and art. They're there for like the clout. And and it it's so unfortunate because I love rap music and I yeah. wish that I could go to an EDM vibe festival which they are actually starting to add rappers in there so i can be in a really positive environment and still listen to rap yeah so it's not the music but i went to rolling loud and there was a time at that festival where we were literally stuck like sardines for an hour and we couldn't move we couldn't Mm -hmm. even walk there were people just falling over flat on their face people getting into fist fights it's just a little bit of a darker energy of what it attracts yeah and some of those artists are I believe not putting the best frequencies. I think there's some subliminal things going on there. It's just a little bit tricky. I love rap music and I, I yeah. personally love festivals that have both, right? Yeah. That they can incorporate a little bit of different kinds of music and things like Life is Beautiful and Vegas is a beautiful festival that has all types of music and live music and bands and like all of it. But the rave scene specifically, when I went to like my first rave that was an all EDM festival in Utah... Um, I actually just had like my fifth year anniversary of going back to that same festival um, like a couple of weeks ago. And I walked in and literally tears, like sober as can be, no music is playing. We just walk into the venue and I'm, I literally felt like I'm home. Mm. And throughout that experience of that weekend, all of the prayers that I prayed to my heavenly father in the LDS church, I literally felt like were answered. In like a feeling of me just being like, help me find clarity, help me find a little bit of peace or like whatever, help me. It's the energy. It's this energy and not all, even not all EDM festivals are going to have this, right? But the ones that are very beautifully curated, for me, it gave me this experience of holy shit, after 20 years of not being able to be myself, I can be 100% myself here. I can wear whatever I want say whatever I want, you know, obviously all in 
in love, mm. say whatever I want, do whatever I want, dance however I want. And everyone else here is doing the same. And we yeah. all look different, right? Me and all my friends, like, I feel like in the real world, if I was going out to the bar with my friends, we would all kind of try and dress like the same a little yeah. bit, right? Same yeah. vibes. At a rave, me and all my friends, and then we're all insecure, right? <laughs> And then going to a rave, we all dress so different, completely different vibes, styles, and we like celebrate each other's like authenticity and expression. And we all feel so beautiful. And like, we go and just let loose and have free. And like, there's just this whole thing around like, oh, but everyone just goes and gets fucked up. Okay. Like, you know, there are some really, really beautiful, like, medicines and psychedelics that you can use to like enhance your experience. And there are people that just go there and just get fucked up. But if you're intentional about it, if you can do it in the right way, being in a space where you can be pretty much there's the energy allows you to be yourself. It is the most healing thing I've ever experienced. And like, I, I live to rave now. It sounds like what you're saying is the real world compartmentalizes clothes, expression, emotions. And then you get to this place of a festival and the rules are kind of stripped away and you're allowed to blossom in whatever way you see fit. And everyone else is in line with that same energy. So they want to be themselves. So they're all about you being yourself. So everyone's just literally figuring it out and what it is, is who you are and what you want to be and how you want to express in this very short amount of time. And this, like this little window of artistic, creative beauty. Yeah. And I feel like I get to tap into like pure love, like love for life, love for music, love for movement, love for each other. You tap into this energy of like, why? And it's almost interesting because I see it as almost going back to like roots, like like way back when, like way, 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 way. Mm-hmm. Like what did tribes and people do? Like they were all about like music and dance and being in circle and community and helping each other. And like, and then we lost that just through the industrialization and society. And it's almost like houses and fences and <laughs> classes and yeah. yeah, education system. And yeah, all the things. And then festivals are almost bringing us back to our core, to our root of like, music, dance, joy, love. I like to joke that like, if, if we could heal the world, I think the world would just be a big old festival. Well, you know, it's so funny when you were just talking about that, about the dancing and all that stuff, it's kind of like a church experience without the religion. You know what I mean? Like it's that community and singing and swaying and taking part and everyone having this forwardly focus of what they're trying to accomplish. Right. Without the, where were you on Wednesday? Where were you Sunday morning? It's like church without the judgment. It's church opposite (laughs) the judgment. Like literally without the judgment. It's church without the judgment. Like, think about yes. that. Like, it's just like, just mm-hmm. go be the creation, the creator yeah. that the universe and God meant you to be without the constraints of needing to control the humanity, which is you. So exactly. it's literally being the creator and creation that God asked without human involvement. Exactly. Yeah. We, we just it, figured that's... it. We just figured fucking everything <laughs> we out. We just cracked the code. And we that's what I felt. 
like when I said, like, it sounds weird for me to say, like, I felt like all my prayers were answered when I went to my first festival. I know that sounds like a little like, Mm-mm. like, I don't know. It sounds kind of weird to me, but if it gives you a place was, to go for the first time in your whole life where you felt like you belonged, I had like purpose. I belonged. Yeah. Everything made sense. I felt like I cracked the code of the universe. <laughs> I'm like, life makes sense. Everything makes yes. sense. And then, you know, tapping more into that authenticity piece, you know, obviously I was able to really express myself at that first festival, but then you go to another one, right? Where you're in that space. And and not to mention, I met so many friends that held the same values as me and were more expressive and open in their own lives, right? So I found a whole new community, even within Utah, outside of like my Mormon friends or high school friends. And you go to another one and another one. And it gave me the space to find myself. And, you know, one of my philosophies is like, you know, how can you love yourself if you're not even yourself? Right. Yeah. So the closer it wasn't about loving myself where I was. Right. So like if you are in your life and you're like, wow, I'm really struggling to love myself, maybe take the goal off of loving yourself and try to start being more yourself and finding more of your authentic self. Because when you are your authentic self, you love yourself. Like it's it's an automatic, it's like a bonus gift. When you are yourself, you love yourself. Because if you are completely, completely yourself and you are like, okay with that, you truly are, that's your soul. And how can you be unconfident about your soul? Yeah. Right. You can, if you're not confident in yourself, you can only be unconfident about who you think you are. If you are actually who you truly are, and this is getting kind of like, you know, into like the spiritual teachings that I, I try to make it a little more like practical. Um, but if we really want to get down to it, right, you can only be unconfident about your ego. Right. You, you can't be unconfident about your soul. Right. Like, it's not, it's not possible. Like, right. you know, and so it's about like stripping back those layers because once you can fully be yourself and be in a space where you can be yourself. I mean, it just... Well, I mean, when the frequency is off, that's when you find depression. That's when you find anxiety because you're -hmm. you're putting on someone else's shoes every day. You're putting on someone else's outfit every day. The outfit your mom thinks you should wear or society thinks you should wear or the shoes that your high school thinks that you should wear. And you're over there wearing all these different outfits that have absolutely nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And you wake up every day and go... I just don't like me. And it's like, no, that's That's not even you. you. You've not even scratched the surface of who you are. And so when you do finally put your own shoes on and your own outfit on and your own hair on and your own everything on, it's all of a sudden like, wait a minute, I'm calm. I'm sitting inside my hips, if maybe for the Mm -hmm. first time. Mm -hmm. And I actually talk a lot to clients about putting on their own shoes. Yeah. It's a very interesting visual, physical embodiment that people really do understand because you can understand like wearing your mom's shoes. And I see this going in people's twenties because I feel like, you know, birth through 20, you're kind of like, you eat when your parents eat, you kind of eat the same food, you like the way, you know, or you understand the way your mom runs her household. And then all of a sudden you're in your 20s and you try on all your friends' personalities. You don't know what how you want to decorate your apartment. You don't know what kind of music you want to listen to. You're trying out all of these different outfits, all of these different humanities. 
And so like, as you're moving from 20 to 29, as you get closer to 30, 32, you're like, okay, wait a minute. I know that I don't think that Sunday dinner is that important. I know I don't want to be Mormon anymore. Um, I know I like rap music. I know I like yoga. Like you start figuring out what you finally like. What I find fascinating about this, what you're talking about with the festival scene is it seems to expedite that. Yes. Exactly. It seems to expedite your 20s. Like (laughs) instead of a year, like it's a day on premise of a festival is like a year of going from 20 to 21. Yeah. Are you seeing this in your head as I'm talking about it? I'm like, it just expedites finding yourself that much faster. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Something really, really important that I want to share about that, about finding yourself is I had like a really interesting experience with one of my clients in Meta um, in my confidence building program where we were talking about like who you are, right? And she was like, she's like, I can't figure it out. Like I, I really can't figure out who I am. She's like, I know what I like, but I don't know who I am. Because when I'm with this person, I am the outdoors girl. And when I'm like dating this person, I am like the yogi vegan girl. And like, she's talking about all these different stereotypes. And I want to make it very clear that who you are is not a stereotype. So when she's explaining all these things, she's like, well, I was this person. And then I was this person. And I was this stereotype and this whatever, right? Like this vibe, this vibe. And I was like, okay, well, that's who you are. You are the jack of all trades. You like all of these different things. And she felt like she needed to fit into a category to know who she was. And it's like, if you look at my life, it's like, I'm a very, very spiritual person, but I'm not vegan and I don't wear boho clothes. And like my style is like pink, sparkly butterflies. And I listen to rap music and like, you know, I'm, I'm eating a burger. Like I don't look like the typical spiritual person that maybe you would see at like burning man, the yogi with the meditation and the incense. Like I'm not fucking light and incense, but I'm really spiritual. Yeah. But a lot of people think like, you know, they see all these different types of people in kind of this stereotype way. And they feel like they need to fit into one category and who you are is not a stereotype. Who you are is, uh, we were calling it a, what's that arts and craft, like a Mod Podge. Is yeah. that what you call it? Yeah. You're a Mod Podge. But like, you know what? I oh, went through okay. that too in my forties, even but yeah. like, especially coming into this career, I was mm-hmm. like, how do I be? And we talked about this in Costa Rica. How do I be the suburban mom but i'm talking to dead people do i have to wear elephant pants do i need to walk around with crystals around my neck and like exactly and and i just decided that i'm just going to invent whatever meredith is and i'm not going to sit here and try to be i'm not going to try to fit into a category that someone else has created and said because let me tell you what the one that's wearing the tennis skirt they're getting handcuffed in bed at night. So like, let's, let's, you know what I mean? Just because it's done in the dark doesn't mean it's not getting done. Right. So so I just decided like, you know, I'm getting my nose pierced. I got a tattoo on my back, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm just like, I'm just going to be Meredith. Yeah. Like I don't need to fit in a box. And, and I find that women are very dynamic 
-hmm. We are a kaleidoscope of sultry black leather pants, but then, you know, pink skirts, but then yoga pants, but then elephant pants. And we're doing all the different things. And, you know, it's just like putting on a uniform and going into whatever space it is and pulling Mm -hmm. our loves and likes and enjoyments out of different drawers Mm -hmm. and moving forward in that space. I find that being a dynamic person is allowing us to live many lifetimes in one life. I was just going to say, and it gets to change, right? The things that you liked yesterday, you don't have to like today and you don't have to get caught up on this, but like, but this is who I am. And I think this is, I was going to mention this earlier. I think this is actually, I think about it a lot of why people love travel so much. Mm -hmm. It's like people love travel because, okay, cool. They get to go sightsee and do different things and adventure. Yes. And also, I think you get to go to a place where you don't have these ties where, well, my mom knows me as this person and my friend knows me as this person. And maybe they're not even expecting you to be a certain person. Maybe they're not judging you if you were to be yourself, but you have these ties to different people and places of like, well, this is how I've always acted here. And this is who I've always been. So when you get to you know, move to a different state or travel out of the country or just go somewhere where nobody knows your name. Nobody knows who you are. You do have this freedom to, yeah, like, all right, well, I I liked this yesterday and I don't like this anymore. This is who I am today. And yeah, I think people get really caught up on this. Like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? I don't know myself. You're everything, but you're nothing. And you get to ego bullshit. Yeah, you get to experience whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I mean, like when I went to India, I wore like a hair wrap in my head every day and, you know, glasses. And it was like you're in that vibe. You know, like you're not going to roll up in a, you know, in a pink suit to India. Like, no offense. (laughs) It's not going to roll well. You could. I mean, you could, but you might stick out a little bit. But it is fun. Like, you know, but you have a program coming up. Their wait list is actually open. Mm-hmm. And your new your program you've done it six times now ish. I've done it four times, but four I've times. taken through like at least ten groups within those rounds. Wow! And yeah. so this is your new, um, this is your class that's coming out mm-hmm. when um, when you guys are all out there listening to this. You've got like a couple weeks to reach out to Maddie to find out more about her class. It is a limited amount of people that are allowed in. This is not like we're going to let in a hundred people. Like this is not the way we do things. This is very intimate. Mm-hmm. It's very, you're very intimate with your, your group. And then you also have a webinar that is called how to get whatever the fuck you want. And that's free. <laughs> like, wait, free. stand by. That's actually free. Mm-hmm. And you, if, if you want to be involved with this, how to give whatever the fuck you want, go to Maddie's Instagram, follow her, but please message her too and say, I want to get whatever the fuck I want for free <laughs> webinar. Yes. And so she will make sure to message you when um, that she has the date for that to go live. And actually, you know, by the time you're hearing this, she might even have that on her Instagram. So be sure to just like reach out to her to find out more about that, Mm -hmm. because that is going to give you so much free information. And then after that is the metamorphosis. Again, the wait list is open. So reach out to her about that 
because I'm sure everyone listening right now is like, hold on a minute. I'm 40. I'm 30. I'm 22. And I still don't know who I am. And I'm trying to accomplish all these goals, but there's a wall up that doesn't let me, i.e. my, you know, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And so go follow her on TikTok is at Maddie Maple and Instagram at Maddie Maple. Reach out to her. She's ridiculously generous with doing calls with Mm -hmm. people who want to find out more about her classes. So she will get on the phone with you. She's way nicer than me. Like she's way (laughs) nicer than I am. She will sit there and talk to you and, and, and go through why this is a good program for you or why it's not a good fit. Like you've definitely told people that, that your class might not be for them. You're brutally honest in that way. So um, reach out to her and talk to her about that. And then again, she's got her podcast, which is uh, Breaking Butterfly, which is in the top 1.5%, by the way, of global podcasts. If you don't know that, you is are. it? It is. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like 1.5% top most listened to podcasts in the whole world. Wow. So, go check um, her out with that. And then. Also, she has the most beautiful photos and videos and everything on her Instagram. Like She's ridiculously gorgeous. If you're not watching this on YouTube and just listening to us right now, um, go check her out on Instagram. And we have to circle back, though, because by the time you're done with this, you're going to be back from Burning Man. So make sure while you're there, take some snapshots in your brain of things that you want to bring back to talk about because... I think this is a really important conversation for any person at any age, man, woman, or child, because we do feel like we have to fit in a box. And I'm such a whack job that I like, like I do get the nose piercing to push myself and say, I don't care if I'm going to go to this dinner with a bunch of women who are in the suburbs, I'm showing up authentically. And that is a way to transform energy. That's a way to get to the next level and level up is by getting closer and closer and closer to self. And so going and doing this metamorphosis program with you, if anyone is listening to this and they're like, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to switch careers, I want to leave my husband, I want to, you know, move uh, to another country, but you're finding that block, I promise you this program with Maddie is going Mm -hmm. to break through that thing that is holding you back because that thing that is holding you back is you. Mm -hmm. It's yourself. Yeah. No. And I think that's, that's, if you, if you're trying to accomplish something, this program is absolutely for you. And I will tell you of um, the nine of us that were in Costa Rica for that week, every single one of us were clamoring to get to Maddie's workshop. (laughs) And I think it was like the second to the last day, like it was the last full day that we did your workshop Yeah, because you bring so much to the table that so many people I don't think are thinking about. And I need you to know that Maddie, what, how old are you now? 26, 25, 25, Jesus, (laughs) 25. I will tell you, I got so much out of your webinar and out of being Mm. around you. Please do not think that you are not going to get something from a 25 year old because I am twice her age and I have more notes from her webinar or from her like workshop than anything else. So go follow her on TikTok and Instagram and all the things. Go listen to her podcast. She's got lots of great nuggets 
and I'll bring her back and we'll talk about Burning Man and all the things. So thank you so much for being mm-hmm. here today and sharing. Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for all of that. That was like so, so, so beautiful. Yeah, I would love to have any of you guys in metamorphosis. But yeah, I always say like this program is not for you if you're not ready for radical life changes. (laughs) Like every single girl either like moves to a different country or has a breakup or quits their job or (laughs) like it's just crazy shit is happening. It cracks you open. Oh, and you also have a retreat in October, which is a luxury retreat in San Diego (laughs) that's coming up. So if you're interested in doing a luxury retreat, and this is going to be for girls too, P.S., in San Diego in a beautiful mansion, if I remember correctly. like It is is... like the most luxurious mansion right on the beach in La Jolla. And yeah, it's an all-girls retreat. And yeah, bringing in like the authenticity piece that we keep speaking of, like you know, most retreats are like yoga and Ayurvedic and all the things. And yes, we have yoga and meditation and sound healing and cacao ceremonies and Reiki. And like, it's going to be fucking healing. We're going to be doing a lot of personal development work, but also, you know, I'm going to break out the mimosas and we're going to have a DJ (laughs) set and we're going to be on the beach under the stars, maybe a little skinny dipping. Like it's going to be the perfect balance between personal development and party and connection and yeah, making you feel like a queen. We have we've been creating these um like pink satin robes and everyone's so names are bedazzled on the back mm. and it's like it's a whole thing. Delicious. So, I love yeah. it. So yeah, if you're interested in, in reaching out to her about metamorphosis or the webinar or the retreat or anything else for that matter, um, <laughs> go follow her on Instagram and TikTok and find out all things Maddie Maple. Thank you so much for being here and yes, thank, thank you guys you, for listening. You. I'll see you next time. Yes, I'll be back. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.